I've got a special guest on the phone with me today, all the way in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. His name is Paul, and he is from the group Canyon City. Hey, thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure to be here. How's life going over there in Nashville for you? It's going well. It's uh, it's early in the morning, a little time different from out there in Australia, but uh, but it's great. Now, you have got some uh, new material out. You've got a brand new EP, which is called Smoke and Ash, which we're going to talk about uh, very soon. But you are a, a singer-songwriter from the US of A. Tell us a little bit how it started for you and what was your you know your first uh, trigger moment and what got you first interested in uh, music. Was it um, a little bit of influence from your parents, I believe? It was, yeah. I was... I was uh, pretty young when I, I got introduced to music. My parents actually were in a folk trio when they were in college, and uh, that continued as I was growing up. They would always be singing, and music was a pretty important part of our family when we were growing up. That was my sister and my parents and I, and uh, and they really uh, they really brought my sister and I into just the tradition pretty early on. Uh, it was, it was important to them that we learn an instrument, that we learn how to sing, and, and uh, we would do that as a family a bit. And I just always stuck with it, kind of ran with it. And in high school, there was a, a group of people that, you know, did the whole high school band thing, and uh, and that kind of uh, put put gasoline on the fire. And around the time that I was getting ready to go to college down here in Nashville, which I did briefly, uh, that's when I really started to get into songwriting. And once I was down here, I started working with producers and songwriters and artists and uh, really started making a career out of it at that point. Now, you do have a couple of influences uh, that have helped shape your love for music. I'll mention a couple here. Jackson Brown, Neil Young, and the great Tom Petty as well. Uh, There's also a few other great folk rock artists. Tell us a little bit about those iconic musicians and what it's like following them and their story. Absolutely. I mean, those guys are, they really lay a foundation, I think, for the genre and uh, for just great songwriting. I think that's something that uh, it's always surprising to me when, whenever I come across a, a, a peer or someone I'm working with, uh, that there seems to be kind of this common respect for those guys and uh, this common foundation of just accepting that this is this is great songwriting. This is uh, really the, the groundwork for uh, for doing what we what we attempt to do now. And I was really really fortunate in that uh, in that musical family that I came from, that music was always present. So you know, when we go on road trips when we go here and there uh, that music was always what was playing and uh, and I was kind of infused into me at an early age and now getting uh, into my mid-20s here it's, it's something that's it sort of sounds like home to me it's it's kind of the uh, the home base of uh, of how how songwriting should be and and, uh, and that's something that I really I have a lot of respect for and uh, and really aspired now Paul you're a very uh spiritual person now what role does that play in your line of work yeah, well, it's it's uh, for me, it's sort of a uh, sort of a, a guiding post in terms of like songwriting. What I sort of talk about that with people is, is when you sit down to write a song, you basically have to hear something and sing something, and and uh, you know find some kind of tale of, of some story or, or whatever it may be uh, that's really never been heard before, never been said before, and so it's really kind of a it's in a lot of ways that you sort of have to sit down and just have faith that there's this thing out there that you know for all intents and purposes, hasn't been yet. <laughs> and so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a, uh, little bit of a, a, a trust and faith experience just sitting down to, to write a song, just believing that there's, you know, there's something out there to be said and to be heard and sung. Um, so for me, it's, it's something that I, I lean into a lot in the songwriting process. And, 
and I do it kind of strange. There's a lot of people in Nashville that sit down and, and they're pretty pretty cerebral about it. They'll uh, say, okay, well, I want to write, you know, here's here's three topics. Let's pick one and write a song about that. And I tend to, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little, uh, I don't know if this is necessarily old-fashioned or if it's just kind of, uh, if it's just different, but I typically sit down and, you know, I may have a gut feeling or a hunch or something like that of what, what might come out, but I, I typically just, just start writing and, uh, and kind of let the story unfold from there. And then once I start to catch the tail or the head or the middle or whatever it may be of the song, uh, and it starts to kind of reveal itself, uh, at that point, I can be, oh, it's, it's, you know, this is what wants to come out and I'll, I'll just follow that and, uh, and see where that, that goes. And then I start to, to shape the story a bit and try to pull it all together and, and, and figure out what it is that's, that wants to be said and make, you know, a whole story out of it. But, uh, but for me, that, that, that's really probably the, the most common daily side of it is, is just the, the simple practice of sitting down with, uh, with nothing and believing that there is something and, uh, and doing that over and over again and then finding these, uh, these interesting things that I didn't necessarily know I felt or didn't necessarily know that I knew until they come out in song. Uh, so that's, that's, that's sort of a, I find it to be kind of a, an encouraging, exhilarating, but also a pretty scary part of the process as well. Do you write on the money there, Paul? Because you do enjoy the uh, creative process and uh, you have said that you do love to tour and you would love to tour some more. And uh, being based in Nashville, you know, the country pop uh, capital of the world, I reckon. And how connected yeah. are you, Paul, to the uh, Nashville music industry? Oh, I, I weave in and out of it. I've I've done a few uh, done a few projects with some small labels here in town, and and it's, it was really I it's I sort of have a a uh, not, I don't want to say a love hate relationship with it, but I suppose that's that's maybe the best <laughs> way to describe the moment with uh, the music industry. Because on one side, it, it affords a lot of great opportunities. Nashville's a, a wonderful place to make music, simply for the sake that there's a great infrastructure here. For musicians, there's a, a great community. There's a lot of people that that do this for a living, so it's not as uh, you know unusual to to be a musician here. It's just sort of one of the jobs that people carry <laughs> around here. Uh, so you can you can be a little bit more uh, you know in, in the community, and then people don't kind of look at you funny for being a musician. But uh, but there's also a lot of great studios around here, and uh, a lot of good companies to support artists and songwriters on the other side of it there's also the negative influences of the industry that can occasionally come out sometimes there's uh you know pressures to to write songs or to 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 be a certain kind of artist or something like that that's maybe not so so genuine to to what's really going on or what you really what you really want to do and and uh, and i find that if you don't really go into it uh with some sense of, of who you are as an artist and what you want to do and being able to kind of stand by that to a certain degree uh it can get pretty easy to to get blown around by the wind here and there by just sort of the business forces and some of the business pressures uh so it's it's both it's both great and i've definitely enjoyed some good opportunities some great growth from working with people in the industry and working with some companies here in town uh but i've also learned some hard lessons too and and really had to figure out what i want to do as an artist and and what i want to do in music in general and why i do music in general and uh and how to how to defend that how to pursue that consciously and not just get uh kind of pushed around with wherever the industry happens to be going so how much joy do you get paul from uh, performing for your fans no matter where you are in the world how much joy does that give you to be able to display your music and your creativeness in words and music? Sure. Oh, 
I, I love it. I mean, that's, that is one of my absolute favorite parts of this. I, I enjoy sitting down and writing and creating, but it's, it's always with uh, that moment in mind of when I get to share it with people and when I get to specifically share it at, at shows and in the form of uh, playing this for people. Because it's really, it's that moment of, uh, connectivity when you're in the room with people and you're all just in this this feeling together you're all in the same space together that I think is a really uh, uh, rare but powerful kind of human experience when everybody is just in the same feeling and they're in the same moment and uh, and all of, all of the agendas all the schedules uh, all the worries sort of for three and a half minutes kind of go on pause and we're all just kind of in this story together for a second and, and it's it's hard to explain but it's it's just such a it's such a refreshing thing and and to think that there's this connection to you know your own feelings too or your own experience is really uh there's sort of a healing process in that uh in, in knowing that they're just this group of people that uh, they're kind of going through it with you. You are right because uh, you have mentioned to me before that uh, this is the best time in history to be making music and, you know, the, the accessibility oh, yeah. of equipment and the technology in this day and age. You are doing things as an independent artist over there in Nashville, aren't you? I am, yeah. Actually, very, very decidedly so. I was, I was signed to a small label last year uh, with a side project, and, and that was that – was still a side project to, to another thing that I was doing and it was something that I was just exploring seeing where that was going and although it was a good opportunity and there was there's a lot of growth in that that was one of those defining moments where I realized what I wanted to do and what uh, the industry or the business this particular this group wanted me to do were definitely diverging and uh, and I and so just initially to make myself happy that's how canyon city was born uh as i just started writing these songs and i built my own studio here in nashville and and i initially just did that for my own joy just for my own happiness and uh because I, I knew i needed some outlet for authentic creation and luckily that started to snowball a little bit and some opportunities opened up for it but uh, but I, what I realized in the process is so much of what we used to rely on on labels for and on sort of traditional mechanisms of the industry are really made pretty accessible to to independent artists and musicians in today's day and age. And you can sort of take elements of the old industry. And if, if say if you're not a great I don't know booking person or something like that, you know you can work with a booking agency or like I work with. Uh, group for licensing and that kind of stuff. And you can take little arms here and there, but you don't have to sort of sell out, out the whole the whole shebang. You can kind of keep certain elements of it and ultimately keep creative control. And so I, that's one of the reasons why I think it's, it's really great is because a lot of the opportunities have become made so accessible to those that are willing to, to learn them and understand them and go get them. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you can be an artist and you can you can actually say, what it is what that you came to say and, and you don't have to sacrifice that part of it which i think is, is huge well it does give you the freedom to to move around and and put on display what you want to do and you are right definitely yeah, it is good to uh, have that uh, independence as well now you have mentioned that uh some of your favorite australian artists uh, events joy boy and bear and matt corby we have given the world uh, quite a few good ones i have to agree with you on that one <laughs> <laughs> Any others out there? Is there anyone in particular you'd like to collaborate with? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man, I mean, it's, it's uh, I would say, I mean, I know uh, Ben Howard is, is sort of from, from your region down there, and, and that's somebody that when I, about a couple of years ago, 
uh, caught wind of some of his music and, and really, really uh, loved. I know he's more of on the English side of things, not quite on the Australian side of things, but uh, I know he has some of those similar influences and runs in some of those circles. And uh, that's one of the singer-songwriters that I think has uh, created a movement that is, is, uh, is really interesting, uh, at least across across the shores of the, the UK. And I think uh, that takes a lot of his cues from some of those Australian influences uh, that you mentioned as well. Is it safe to say that uh, you're a little bit of a, a Taylor Swift fan as well, Paul? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're all a little Taylor Swift fan, I think. <laughs> I think we are. We we're all compounded by her, her greatness. She just takes us into it. Could would you ever see yourself exploring that genre, that country pop sort of sound, or are you quite happy sticking to your same sound and genre? Yeah, well, it's, it's always fun to it's always fun to stretch out. Uh, as far as you know, Canyon City goes. I, I really love the direction that's going, and some of the folk and indie folk uh, side of things that that's that's been exploring. However, being in Nashville, one of the great things about this town is you run into all sorts of people and all sorts of styles. So just by by being in town and occasionally helping out a friend as a, a guitar player or a session player or something like that, uh, you occasionally end up in in some of those sessions where you're playing, you know, a style that is totally outside of what I might write in, but it's still a really fun day to be a part of because you sort of get to shed your skin for a second and, uh, and you know, play around in something like that where I, I would probably not do so well writing in that genre, but it's still a blast to, you know, get together with some people that do write in that genre and, and you know, just, just give it a go and, and uh, kind of take a break from take a break from myself here and there. That's always fun. Now, I do have to ask the question, Paul, because um, you will have some new Australian fans after this interview, that's for sure. Any plans to come <laughs> to the land down under? I would I would absolutely love to. There's nothing in, uh, in solid stone right now, but I would be over the moon to get down there anytime in the near future, and that's definitely going to be uh, somewhere that I would... I will be looking to play and uh, and definitely look forward to, to visiting. I would say it's, it's it's not an if but a when type of situation. Now, that's the answer I wanted to hear, mate. Now, tell me something. <laughs> I have to ask you this question because I love to put some of my international guests on the spot. What is one of the first things that comes to your mind when you hear the word Australia? Keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I would say... Uh, Sunshine and, and beaches, probably. And I think that probably stems from uh, this idea of, you know, Australia, somewhere you go to to, you know, it, it's, it's sort of like a vacation spot, I think, for a lot of people uh, because you guys have such such wonderful oceans and sunshine and beaches out there, so I hear. But I'm sure that's also, you know, a, a, a place of, uh, you know, rich variety and, and uh, a lot of great culture. And, uh, like anywhere you go, you know, you hang out long enough and you find uh, you find that it's also a, a really, really uh, diverse and wonderful place. But uh, but I think that's just when I think Australia right away, I think, oh, it must be, must be warm. The, the sun must be shining. Well, we are very lucky, I have to say, but I have been over to the US and you guys have a, an amazing country over that side of the world as well. I've got to ask you about your name of Canyon City. How did you sure. come up with that name, Canyon City? Yeah, well, I was, uh, I was going through, I, I knew that I wanted to release this thing once I had started to produce a few songs and uh, I knew I wanted to release it to the public and uh, really create something out of it. And I was going through different names, things that I might want to call it, and Canyon City stuck out to me because it was sort of two uh, combating images. Uh, it was, you know, there's there this idea of Canyon, vast uh, nature, 
and then city, which is you know where where I live, and is sort of a very man-made, sort of concrete, sometimes congested, and and I like those two things right next to each other. That kind of uh, I don't know. There's something about whenever there's that that sort of point of two different ideas kind of converging. It always seems like there's there's an interesting spark in that, and I think that's that sort of rings true to my just how I how I live too. Out here in, in Tennessee, I love to get out and uh and get out of the city but i also you know we're sort of tied to it to a certain degree and and i definitely need, need my community here so i think it was uh it was just sort of the marriage of those two ideas and uh what happens when you combine them that really intrigued me now you do have a brand new ep out which we mentioned earlier it's called smoke and ash which is uh one of the tracks yeah. on the ep as well as uh, a track called it times is. we had in tennessee and also another track that's called mm-hmm. the heart that slows down which one of these tracks stands out most to you? I know it's probably hard to choose because it's you know it's your work of art. Because <laughs> I did listen to this EP in full, and it was just an amazing EP to just. It really. Oh, thank you. Switched me into the zone, Paul, and uh, it was one of those you could just whack on in a nice way. You can get lost in thought listening to your music. It's it's an amazing EP. Which one of these tracks do you think oh. stands out most to you? Oh well, thank you for the, the kind feedback. By the way, it's it's, uh, it's awesome to hear that that it had that effect. Um, but I would say it's it's a it's a great question. I think for me, it's, it's either uh, it's either Smoke and Ash uh, or Times We Had in Tennessee. I would, although I think Smoke and Ash is is one of my favorite songs on the EP. I think Times We Had in Tennessee is probably the one that for me that is that's kind of the the song that that sort of encapsulates that EP the most because that was sort of a in a way kind of a love letter to the last seven to eight years that I've been down here in Nashville and just the people that I've I've been living around and in community with and all the experiences that I've had down here and it, it was sort of a uh, it was sort of a bittersweet ode to that and it, I guess it was it was at the time sort of this desire to just pause and take a snapshot and I felt like at least emotionally for me, it did that. And for that reason, it's special to me. Although uh, Smoke and Ash is actually probably more along the lines that the full length is, as far as creative direction, production direction, that kind of thing, is sort of more of the lead on to where the rest of that full length album is going to be going. But I think in terms of the Smoke and Ash EP, Times We Had in Tennessee for me is sort of the uh, the centerpiece of the, the table on that EP. So that's probably the track that uh, most pulls on the heartstrings, huh? <laughs> yeah, at least for me, because it really has a special place for me. I wonder, can you make this whole? Because maybe it's a sign that times are changing. The way you wear your hair and the floor that creaks. The old familiar places torn down for renovations. But there's some good that all. I know I won't forget the times we had in Tennessee. I know I won't forget those times we had in Tennessee.
so glad that uh, your music has uh, reached me way over here on uh, Aussie shores. Have you had any other love from uh, Australian media at all? Uh, I mean, oh, well, not too much. I mean, I I think I've done a few a uh, few blogs and that kind of stuff, but. You're definitely uh, you're definitely quick to market. <laughs> certainly appreciate I certainly appreciate you reaching out and uh, finding the stuff and, and just giving it a giving it a voice. Uh, I I'm always just beyond honored when you know people take the time to to listen and share and uh, and show this to their their community of uh, listeners. And, you know whoever uh, whoever they. I think might be interested so I just uh, appreciate so much you giving it some light of day well Paul you have been such an amazing guest look forward to catching you sometime here in Melbourne uh, performing a show now for all of our fans who are listening online you can catch up with uh, Paul from Canyon City on his website which is uh, canyoncitymusic.com and he's also on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Canyon City Music and uh, he's also on Twitter Canyon City Music a very very big thank you and uh, look forward to catching up with you next time Paul thanks for your time today hey Brian thank you so much it's an honor to chat with you today thank you and we're going to play a track from the ep smoke and ash paul johnson from canyon city woke up cold the smell of smoke and ash the fires bright and burn away your notes still ringing in my ears i guess quiet louder every day All my words are caught beneath my tongue All my life's still here Somewhere deep in my lungs And know my chest says It's not over just yet Oh my mind guesses It's not clear Ask again Both my feet seem to Wanna lead straight to your door On your heart to rest After all those warning signs Plastered everywhere I go Confess The breath you broke in and stole was mine All my words are Caught beneath my tongue All my lines still Says it's not over just yet. Oh, my mind guesses it's not clear. Ask again. Both my feet seem to wanna lead straight to your door. But oh, my eyes see you're not here anymore. And no one wants to leave. Chess says it's not over.
but just yet on my mind guess it's not clear to ask again both my feet seem to water lead straight to your door but all my eyes see you're not here anymore you're not here 